that we're talking about spiritual self-care this morning. <clears throat> I'm going to start with a uh, reading from a former professor of mine. Uh, his name is James Ishmael Ford. He is the only person, to my knowledge, to be a Unitarian Universalist minister as well as an ordained Zen Buddhist priest. <clears throat> And he leads uh, Zen retreats all around the country um, and has written a number of books on Zen. He writes, in my Zen community, a meditation retreat features nine hours a day of holding still, sitting perched on a small black pillow, resting on a larger black pillow on the floor with my back as straight as possible, my hands in my lap, and my eyes falling to the floor a foot or two ahead. We don't traditionally close our eyes in Zen. As one teacher of mine once said, we like to see where we're going. We call these sessions seshin, a Japanese word that roughly translates as to touch the heart or mind. The Korean term for this kind of retreat is Yong Meng Jong Jin, which literally means something like intrepid sitting, but is colloquially translated as leaping like a tiger while sitting still. The whole thing is designed to rub our noses in reality, and it can hurt physically and worse, mentally. The word Zen ultimately means meditation, and Zen is a school of Buddhism dedicated to a certain style of meditation. For me, it can be summarized as sit down, shut up, and pay attention. The underlying premise is that in this ordinary world, when we really attend, we really pay attention, this ordinary world presents everything we need to heal our broken hearts and to find a moral compass and to live our lives. But too often we don't. There's too much distracting us from the present moment, too much going on, too much noise rising in our hearts. And instead we live distracted lives, never fully noticing. The universe is always offering a gift, a moment of presence, where in fact everything is presented. All we have to do is stop and notice. Some could even call this the practice of the presence of God. Certainly true if, like me, you find the sacred as the ordinary and vice versa, nothing less. So again, we're taking a look at spiritual self-care. And Zen meditation is one specific religious technique developed to help us do just that. Connect with our own souls and bodies and experiences in order to ground us, to rejuvenate us, revive and strengthen our souls. So too do numerous other prayers, rituals, and customs from virtually every religious tradition we've encountered. 
But as Dr. Ford reminds us, as human beings living in our 21st century post-postmodern existence, we often forget to find the time to connect with ourselves in important healing ways, what with the myriad responsibilities, stimuli, activities we take on. Presence and awareness of reality are themselves gifts. Gifts the universe bestows on anyone with the opportunity to pause and pay attention. Likewise, we struggle with carving out this opportunity because we are subject to so much information, so many different influences, which are at times themselves conflicting. Advertisers often encourage us to buy the things our neighbors have so we're not left out, while at the same time encouraging us to buy other things so that we're unique and distinctive. Indeed, when asked how folks are these days, the most common response is, Busy, I heard it. In fact, John said that to me this morning at about uh, 9.30. How are you doing, John? Busy. Thank you, Don, for helping with the coffee, by the way. The most common response is busy. It's not reflective. It's not caring. It's not restful. There may be even a part of us that is ashamed when we are not busy, when we are not productive. At times, it seems like taking time for oneself can be considered egotistical or indulgent. There's a great uh, philosopher and psychologist, Carl Jung, would remind us, we each bring our full selves into any situation, whether we like to admit it or not, and that even when caring for another, we must recognize that we too are in need of, and deserving of, care. Now, Jung calls this phenomenon the wounded healer, affirming that no matter the situation or status, we contain scars of past hurts and failures, just as we do the confidence inspired by past successes and joys. When working in any caring profession, to be sure, living as a human being is a caring profession. It is essential that we take time away from caregiving so that we might care for ourselves. Otherwise, we will, we will be unable to effectively care for anyone else. Imagine, if you will, a daring helicopter rescue of shipwreck victims on an icy sea. It is just as important that the rescuers' harnesses are as secure as anyone they hope to save, lest they themselves fall into the cold water and add to the list of souls needed re needing rescue. Or simply a doctor that is too sick to work is too sick to heal anyone else. The question remains how. How do we make it so. Where and when do we find the time to tend to this all-important part of our own spiritual lives? How do we assert our own selfish need 
in order to become more effectively selfless. How do we assert our own selfish need in order to become more effectively selfless? Well, hopefully there are a couple things we do here on Sunday mornings that help. It might help to inform us the rest of the week. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. Let's do it together. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. I've had many congregants over the years talk about how this simple two-line meditation has afforded them a direct and unobtrusive way to center and ground, to alleviate anxiety and create calm. I find myself singing these lines to myself in my head when I'm angered by something someone does, or when a belief of mine is threatened, or when a loved one is hurt or insulted. Who here sings this to themselves? other than Sunday mornings. Anyone? You find it coming through your head every once in a while? And this is great. The simplest things sometimes are, are the greatest teachers. And there's a decent place to start on our path towards spiritual self-care. But I think we can do a little more. We'll do a little more this morning. I'd like to practice a couple more things we might do. So I invite you, if you're comfortable doing so, to please close your eyes and take one deep breath in and out. Hear the sound of my voice. Hear the ebbing and flowing of the air conditioner as it struggles to keep us cool. Feel your feet on the floor your clothing upon your skin, your heartbeat within your chest. Feel now the presence of those here gathered, whether you know them personally or not. Think about the miraculous fact we are all here. We are all intentionally together so as to live and love within this moment. If you have pain in your heart, let yourself feel it. And let yourself feel compassion for all of those who also hold heaviness in their soul. If you have a joy within you, let it bubble up from your core and know that there are others here who feel it too. Please now picture in your mind's eye the face of someone here or nearby whom you love.
imagine now the face of someone who is not here, whom you love. Think now of a place nearby where you have felt love. Visualize a place far from here where you have experienced love. Remember now a time in this past year where you have ex experienced love. Now think of a time in your distant past when love was present in your life. Picture now the face of someone you love who has departed us. And finally, Envision a time in the future when you will experience love yet again. Okay, so what I'd like us to do is the people on this side of the aisle, I would like you to close your eyes and think to yourself, I am worthy I am loved, I am whole. I am worthy, I am loved, I am whole. While they're doing that, I would like this side of the sanctuary to sing to me. How could anyone ever tell you you were anything less than beautiful? How could anyone ever tell you you were less than whole? How could anyone fail to notice that your loving is a miracle? How deeply you're connected to my soul? One more time. How could How could anyone ever tell? 
We are here together to share in love, to care for one another, and doing these requires, demands that we care also for ourselves. Rest, therefore, in care and comfort and in community. You are worthy. You are loved. You are whole. 